Hi there and welcome to Raising Resilient Teens, the podcast version. My name is Sasha Lester and I'm so grateful you're here with me today, where we talk about all things teenagers, raising teenagers and the joys that go with it. With that, let's kick it off. Hi there and welcome everyone to another session of, another session, oh my God. Hi there and welcome everyone to another podcast of Raising Resilient Teens. My name is Sasha Lesser and today I'm joined by mindset specialist Heidi Horn and she's going to take us through all about mindfulness and yoga. She's a a speaker in her own right and a published, a recent published author. So Heidi, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Sasha, and very happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me and love what you're doing as well. So thank you. We're very well aligned in you know, what we both want to give out there to the world in terms of um, kids and teens. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the floor is pretty much yours today. Um, yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself and and about your book. It's very exciting and, yeah, and about what you do. Great, thank you. Well, um, as I said, my name is Heidi Horn. I'm a mindset specialist. I'm a speaker and also yoga and mindfulness teacher um, and recently a author of the book Mind Flip, which is for kids to teens, so target age from sort of 8 to 16 but really it's for anybody um, you know parents and caregivers as well and it's all about building up uh, their own emotional toolbox and also having a positive mindset Uh, so the way that I came about this is myself personally I have been practicing yoga and meditation for I'd say well over 25 years not saying how old I am but uh, hinting at it Um, and and uh, teaching yoga and mindfulness and meditation for over 15 years and I have always been really busy person I'm a very much a yes person I'm an eternal optimist so I try and juggle a lot of things in the year and um, I suppose the way I came about this is that before the pandemic before we had our our lovely lockdowns here in Sydney I was rushing around trying to fit in lots of classes so I was doing a lot of um, corporate mindfulness and yoga sessions Um, I was teaching quite a few different schools I was running yoga teacher training so I trained people to be yoga teachers and I was also doing a lot of workshops and weekend retreats mainly for um, women for weekends way and I was doing up to 15 classes a week plus admin plus looking after my two children I'm a mum of a now 12 year old boy and 15 year old teen girl and my husband travels up to six months or more a year so wow. life is really busy I mm. was <laughs> I like to volunteer you know with the sport and of course. As well. <laughs> of course just add that in um but anyway so I was you know not realizing I suppose in a way that I was getting overwhelmed and you know getting stressed myself just trying to keep it all together and then obviously the pandemic hit and I went from all of that just down to to zero so I really sort of evaluated during those sort of two years of the pandemic and lockdown where I wanted to put my energy and how I wanted to balance more of my life and really redirect my focus and during that time I added on some extra qualifications and some extra skills for myself so I I 
went more into coaching. I'd already had wellness coaching, but did some life coaching certifications and also through Western Sydney University, um, studied counselling and mental health and gathered all that information together um, to put together the Mind Flip book. And that's sort of how it came about. Um, yeah, so I was really, you know, spent a good two years soul searching and doing a lot of reflection on myself. Um, I suppose changing the way that I balanced out my days, um, but also what I want to really focus on and give to the world rather than, you know, I had that taken away of being able to teach face-to-face to groups of people. So how yeah. can I share my passion and my purpose uh, with as many people as possible? And, you know, that's how I suppose MindFlip became birthed. <laughs> had you always wanted to write a book? Like there's some people that have got that on their list. Um, yeah, have you always wanted to write a book? I had wanted to write a book, but not in this in this realm. So um, I now have about three or four other books in my mind. <laughs> so I think it's like once you've written one, it's like, oh, next I'll do it one. It gets on easier, I've heard. <laughs> it gets easier. Once you get one out of the way, it's easy. <laughs> so, no, I did have a lot of fun. It did take a long time. Um, but I've got a lot of great images in the book as well of my children, uh, certain, you know, kids that do yoga with me, some people from around the area so I really feel like it's uh, a quite a personal personal step towards you know what I was doing as well in the fact that it's yeah a lot of images that are close to my heart. No that's fantastic. You mentioned about building up an emotional toolbox as such and in our earlier conversations um, you mentioned mindset, mindfulness, yoga, meditation. How important do you think it is for children um, of those of any ages really but like this is a a teenage podcast um, to learn about mindset and all all those subjects in your emotional toolbox and what and what you teach really what I found is when I was really trying to really align my messaging and what I wanted to have as my main purpose and my main focus is that in all the years that I've taught corporates and I've run women's retreats and I've, you know, taught people that are in their middle ages at high level, executive level as well, is that the same stresses, they, they're often very stressed. They have trouble falling asleep. They have trouble switching off. They're anxious. They're worried about the world. And the same things that I was teaching them in terms of mindfulness and meditation and mindset, um, you know, and believing in themselves, visualizations, is what I was teaching children from a young age. So I was like, imagine if children and teens knew this before they got out to the, you know, the world and, you know, as they go into high school. Yeah. And that's what I'm really passionate about is teaching people things that they can do in, you know, under five minutes, sometimes even as, as simple as one minute that are really actionable and have big effects. And if we can teach these things at a grassroots level, when they're in primary school, when they're in high school, especially going into high school, um, which is the, you know, like a really big changes for them, they are going to have like a big bucket. They're going to have that, you know, emotional toolbox and they're going to learn lots of different things that they can just choose each day, you know, and they can choose and and use that. And my passion is about teaching people to recognize that it's important to check on your mindset and 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 your positive mental health each day, not just, you know, when you've got to that point of 
anxiety and depression, like it's for every single day people. And it's it's important as, you know, brushing your teeth and putting on sunscreen and exercising and eating your vegetables and, you know, making a part of a our routine because we teach children all of these things but we're not teaching them that our looking after our mind is just as important as looking after our physical body so if they have these tools from a really young age and going into high school being a teenager then when they go into the world you know they get into high level positions or whatever they do in their life they're able to to cope with that and when they become a mom or dad or you know just the curves of life and what are some of the, you mentioned one minute to five minute um, exercise or tips that they can do. So what are examples of those, if you don't mind sharing? The studies have shown, um, I just actually just found this the other day, that um, Stanford graduate graduation of education, even just in the last six months, have found that even just four deep breaths in their studies have taken in an everyday setting have a significant effect on a child's stress physiology. So just four deep breaths. So I'm a big believer in, you know, using breathing, using affirmations, using visualizations, checking on your mindset, um, manifesting as well. So when I talk about manifesting, it's getting a little practice run of, you know, where you want your day to be and, and how you want your day to turn out. So some really simple things that people can use and and children and teens can use is something like box breathing. Box breathing is used by yogis and and also Navy SEALs. So they go into very stressful situations and they actually do this as a group. So it's just breathing in for a count of four, holding for a count of four, breathing out for a count of four and holding for four, you know, drawing a box. And even just doing four rounds of that can significantly lower your nervous system and, and, and allow you to feel a lot more calm. So this is something that anybody can do. You don't need to know anything about meditation or you don't need to have practiced yoga to be able to do that. Or even just doing something as simple as breathing in for for four and then breathing out for a count of eight. That's a really nice one to go to sleep with. Um, and I'm sitting here, like, as you're mentioning it, I, like I'm breathing in for four and I like earlier it was out. For four. Okay. I'm not exactly stressed right now, but okay. Yeah. So the, the, the box breathing is great. You know, if someone's feeling stressed or anxious, um, the in for four, out for eight is great, great for the same things, but that's a really nice one to fall asleep to. Um, one that I often teach young people, if they just want to add a couple words in as they breathe in, they can say the word breathe. As they breathe out, they can either say the word calm or relax, relax. And they're just saying that in their mind and just keep doing that. And um, then also noticing their self-talk, noticing their affirmations. So affirmations are what we're affirming to ourselves all the time, okay? A lot of people think affirmations are always positive affirmations. They're often negative affirmations because a lot of the time, yeah, when we're talking to ourselves, we're actually talking in a negative way. So I really encourage kids and teens to talk as if you're talking to your best friend rather than your worst enemy because you always want to lift yourself up. Um, So often I'll say, 
is that what you would say if that was your best friend in front of you rather than, you know, how you're saying it? So even even as simple as like, I'm okay, I am good, all is well, I am happy, today will be a good day, I've got this, I can do this. Uh, I was even doing this with my son yesterday. He was practising his rugby hooker throws down in the park. We've been practising these a lot because he got into a, a rep team lately and poor little guys had his arm in a cast recently and then, you know, first round of training we got COVID so it's just better you know you know feel like he's always on the back foot so we've been doing a lot of practicing and get a few rounds and they you know just didn't work out and so we had a moment got him to visualize of what he wanted to look like and then you know I said do your I am's you know so I am you're putting yourself in an um, affirmation that positive self-talk so I am a good rugby player. I can do this, you know. What it, and I, yeah. I didn't actually tell him what ones to say. I just suggested some and then he had his own one that he would say every time he threw the ball and, and had that practice. So You say that you've, I think it's probably natural that you've done a lot of work, not necessarily on your son, but um, like with your son. And I've done a lot of work with um, my daughter as well, similarly, and one particular um situation springs to mind I picked her up from school one day and she said oh I've I've got a um I've got a maths exam coming up soon and I'm just going to fail and I'm like well you know with words like that you're setting yourself up for failure so you know how long till your maths exam she goes I've got a week I'm like okay so and this was very early on when I just started I said okay Addie so over the next you know, over the next week, I will drive you to school and I will pick you up. And as we go, we're going to go, I love maths. Maths is amazing. I'm so good at maths. I've just received an A in maths. That's all we're going to say. And she's like, oh, my God, mum, that woo-woo stuff. I just can't do it. I'm like, okay, I get that, but can you just humour me? So, like, the first couple of days were, I love maths. Maths is great. I'm going to get an A in maths. And by the end of it, it was like, I love maths. I'm going to get an A in maths. It's going to be great. I'm going to ace my exam. And she did the exam. She did really well. She got an A and she came home. She goes, works. It really works, (laughs) mum. And I'm like, thank you very much. And she's like, oh, I really doubted you. And I'm like, I know you did, darling. Like, um, so it was, it took a bit for her to, I suppose, get on the bandwagon and it might be similar for your son because you're always telling him and you're always speaking from that, that world. But for like clients, do you find that it takes a while for them to get into that, I suppose, positive talk about themselves and those I am statements? It, it, I mean, obviously it depends totally on the situation and, you know, where they're at, um, but I try to show them that they're, we're trying to get them from here, this is where they're at, this is what they're thinking and this is what they want to be. So what's the most amazing, if it would turn out amazing, it would be like an A, you know, what's your perfect situation? So they can think about their, their perfect movie or their perfect story. How would it be? They'd walk into the maths exam, they'd sit down, they'd feel comfortable, they'd feel confident, they'd write down, um, even the if they didn't know the work. question straight away, they'd, you know, have a moment, they'd go back and they'd just do their best and then walk out 
And then they might visualise getting their hand it handed back to them and there's like a, you know, like a really good mark. Doesn't You know, if it's an A, that's great, but even if it's just, you know, a really good mark and how they would actually feel in their body as well, they'd feel, you know, how's that going to make you feel? So starting to think about that as well. So I like to use visualizations in as well so getting them to visualize what it would look like and also how they would feel okay and that's you know so that when they start to notice that then they can bring that to the IMs and if they write the IMs themselves that's even better um and I've done that as well what you were saying I have you know when we've gone to some of the rugby trials is you know I'll say okay you can do your affirmations and and then I will actually step out of the car, shut the door, and just let him yell with a mouth to himself in the car. Um, oh, I'll try not, that. Because <laughs> then they've got their little space. So I'll say, I'm not even going to listen to you. You can just do it. And I say, shut your eyes and do your visualisations at the same time. So Because this is the really the key time. They're making their own stories about what they believe. So they're making their own stories if I am no good at maths you know, or I am good at maths, I am a soccer player, or I can play the guitar, you know, then, or I can do public speaking. This is the the times that they're cementing those beliefs. They're starting to, through that negative self-talk, either do positive self-beliefs and believe in themselves to do that negative or limiting beliefs that will really affect them all the way through their life. You know, you'll get to people that are 40 or 50 and say, I can't do public speaking, <laughs> you know, because something has held on to so much. Yeah, and they've told themselves and now that's their their story and that's their limiting beliefs. So that's why it's, you know, it's so amazing if you can get kids to believe in themselves and do their affirmations, even if they don't believe it straight away. But by saying it over and over, what your mind tells your body is what's going to happen and what you think becomes your reality. It's It goes to say like when, um, you know, our kids are younger and say they're just starting to learn how to walk, they're so determined and they're so focused and no one is around them saying, you know, you can't walk yet. And, and in their head, they're like, I'm going to walk today. I'm going to walk today. Um, yeah. It's just setting them up for success, I suppose. And the earlier that you can, can really get into it and, and change those negative and limiting beliefs, it's, it's a bonus, I suppose. Um, well, when you think that when they do are learning to walk, they fall, and they get back up again, they fall, they get back up again, they fall. So it's about helping them to change their growth mindset of uh, uh, instead of like, I never get an A on maths, I haven't got an A on maths yet. So the power of the word yet on the end of sentences or absolutely I'll never get one. into the soccer team. I haven't got it into the soccer team yet. You know, just by flipping that has changed the whole mindset. No, that's a great one, actually. Yeah. I hear sometimes like Addie occasionally comes home from school, especially when she was younger. And there'd be there'd be stories of like kids locking themselves in the toilets just to so they didn't have to face the world. And I'm sure that she's not the only one that's witnessed this or and I'm sure there's parents out there that, you know, are going through this 
this situation? Are there techniques that we can help our children now to get them through the day, like in that? If they're in that situation where they're just wanting to hide away, it's obviously something that they're often fearful about. You know, they might be worried about going into that maths test and just going, oh, my God, I'm so overwhelmed and just, you know, don't think that, that it's they're going to go well. So it's about giving them those little techniques that they can use. And once again, as I said, you know, four deep breaths has been studies have shown recently that that is the starting point. That's less than a minute, you know. So doing that four deep breaths can at least calm them down. It can slow you know, help to regulate the nervous system. So they're not got that fight flight response because often they've got that sweaty palms and that butterflies in the tummy. They're getting that fear of something's bad's going to happen all the time. So, you know, teaching them that box breathing or the slow breathing, teaching them to notice what are they saying in their head? What could they replace it? Okay? So, you know, adding in that affirmation or doing a visualization, you know, visualizing how they actually, you know, how they actually want that next scenario to come about so it's you know there's so many different breathing techniques I could sure sure go through so many but I think they're the they're two of the really easy go-to ones that you can go to and just taking that deep breath and and being your own best friend and thinking about what you would say if that was your best you know that was your best friend rather than yeah what are what are the most common situations or problems that that you're presented with with tweens and teens Uh, well from my own personal experience with children that have come to me and also having my own children in that same age group as well I'd say it's belief in themselves it would be letting go of anxiety um you know feeling anxious feeling at the unknown what's going to happen next and you think of what's happened in the last two years there's on top of what they've already got with school and friends and you know social media or everything else that's happened you know with COVID and what's happening in the world um so that's a I, I suppose a really big one a lot of teenagers have trouble falling asleep and have trouble staying asleep and are not getting enough sleep. I think I saw a statistic the other day that, um, you know, over half of the teenagers are getting less than six hours sleep a night. That is not enough. So if they're doing that, then they're starting the day tired. They're starting when you're tired, you've got a negative mindset Mm. and you add stress onto that. You add feeling anxious onto that. No wonder, you know, they're feeling angry and they're lashing out and, you know, they're feeling overwhelmed. Um, And then, you know, the cycle continues. So it's about switching off from social media. It's easier said than done, but they need to set themselves up for that good evening routine so that they can get a good night's sleep adding in you know some really easy meditations or some breath to get themselves to sleep because often as mums and as parents we are so overwhelmed at night and stress keeps us up it's the same for our teenagers as well so we need to you know set the example we need to show them what to do often we want just want to fix fix our kids and and you know yes. them an easy solution but by being the example example as well and doing trying out what we're suggesting to them you know that can help as well but I think yeah it is it is uh feeling anxious it's 
you know, all the, all the stress of wanting to succeed as well. Um, you think of all the activities that they've got going on with school, with sport, you know, music, every, you know, often they're balancing out work and socialise. It's a lot to juggle. They're already getting what we have as a parent with all the juggling that we have with our balls in the air. They're getting that from a really young age and we need to show them the skills to do that as a, you know, calm, collected parent. And often often we don't. I know for myself, I used to keep myself so busy and I'm like was I being the best example you know so yes. as parents I think it's important to learn along and that's why you know with the mind flip book and I'm soon releasing it as a course as well it's something that parents can use as well as as children and teens can use so that you know we can they can learn together as a family you mentioned that um teenagers have this pressure of wanting to succeed do you think that's the pressure that they're putting on themselves or there's pressure from i suppose society or parents i think it's everything <laughs> yeah don't you you know i think you know there's a lot of pressure with school you know with HSC with the teachers have got pressure on them depending on the parent there's probably pressure from the parents as well Mm. Um, and there's just pressure from society as well it's it's out there that you have to do well in you know HSC to achieve what you want or you know where you want to go that's what they're told in their in their head I remember my daughter she's nearly 16 now but like like maybe two years ago she was so worried about choosing her electives for in I think eight or nine my daughter's going through that now I said just do what you love you know just do what makes you happy they're the electives this is the fun time this is she goes oh maybe I should be doing commerce instead of art and I said but you love art you're good at art um because she was like worried about a job, you know, I'm like, you've got so many years. Don't, don't mm. think about that. But there is the pressure of from others, you know, what her friends were doing. There's the pressure of what she thinks she has to do. Um, and then if they're looking at, you know, media and social media and they're seeing all these perfect looking people, the, there's a pressure in that as well, you know, in terms of body image and how they're looking and what they're wearing. So no wonder they're overwhelmed. <laughs> Did she choose art or did she choose commerce? Yes. Yes. (laughs) And she had her art, you know, in her, like, uh, in an exhibition on the weekend, you know, so she's just shining it. And she is now doing it as her her major subjects for year 11 and 12. So she followed her heart and, and, um, yes, yes, that's great. So one piece of advice or words of wisdom that you can give to teenagers in particular or or parents of teenagers? Well, for parents, I think, as I mentioned before, often we are trying to fix our children. It's like, and we do, we, we love our kids and we sometimes we're just give them the world and we want to help them. And, and as parents, a lot of the time, the best thing that we can do is to be the example for our kids. So this is why... I have tried to create something that not only children and kids can use and teenagers can use, but also the parents can use as well. Because as I said before, high level executives, you know, in their 50s or or whatever, at the pinnacle of their career, stressed, are not sleeping, are anxious, are fearful of what's happening in the world. Imagine as a 10-year-old or as a 15-year-old, they were able to build that emotional toolbox up and had some really simple ways that they could use rather than having to learn it as an adult. So in terms of parents, I would say learn along with your children, you know, 
Mm. Learn some techniques to help yourself and then you can be the example for your kids as well. So it's not always just saying you should do this or try this. You know, sometimes we need to, it's monkey see, monkey do. If they see us do it, it's, you know, it's just part of, they'll see the results, they'll see a happier, calmer mum. They'll see one that is, if they see us living our purpose and being our best self and, and being happy and healthy, that's the best example we can give. In terms of teenagers, yeah, I think it's just, you've got so much going on and you're doing your best and we all believe in you and think of ways that you can help yourself even just adopting just a couple of key things um, so that you're able to switch off and let go of what everyone else is telling you and you know trust in your own sort of gut and trust in yourself and believe in yourself so adding in some I am statements and you know adding in some breathing just to calm yourself down when you need to and you can do anything you want you know the world's your oyster absolutely yeah I I think just remember that big key word yet Yet. Yeah, I know that's have, that's a gold one. I love it. If you were a kid, you know, it's like, I don't know, anything. It's As I said, I was talking to my son a couple of years ago when we were talking, he couldn't do something, I think, in terms of, I don't know, something to do with schoolwork. And I said, remember when you first got on a bike, you couldn't learn to ride a bike. You had training wheels on and you kept falling over, but you kept going. And now look at you, you're going down mountain bike tracks. <laughs> faster than me so it's like anything you just gotta put that word yet on it and just keep believing in yourself and say I I can do it you know and you'll get there it's a really good word too for parents as well because I'm sitting here thinking years ago it would have been a great word just to have in the back of my mind um uh, Harry wasn't home and he was going through all the drama and all I wanted was for him to come home and I think if I had that word yet it would have just eased it a little bit like um Harry's not home yet he's not there yet um so yeah it's a really powerful word so thank you yeah uh, you also mentioned about parents in general wanting to fix their children and that's a big one for me again when I was having issues with my with Harrison I remember calling my mum and just like I was crying and I was screaming and I was sitting down I said mum can you just fix it like just fix it and she said honey I can't fix it it's it's not a situation to fix we don't need fixing and and it's so true like we're all perfect human individuals we're just a little bit misunderstood and the teenagers are tracking on totally different wavelengths and you know they're being dealt with stuff that we hadn't even thought about um you know and and as you say they're doing a great job with what they're being dealt with and you know all we can do is is help them along the way with tools that we've got I guess putting ourselves in in their shoes and sometimes you know they might have they'll have a moment (laughs) not they might they probably will have a moment but us having a moment back at them is not going to be the best way. You know, if they're, you know, emotional and maybe they had a bad day at school, maybe they had a fight with their friend. We don't really, you know, sometimes we don't actually know what what happened Mm. in school and they might lash out but us yelling and screaming back at them is not the is not the best way the the best example we we want to you know as I said monkey see monkey do if they see us being calm in the situation and 
being able to take a breath and just being able to realise that this is part of life and, and things will not always go right. It's, you know, it's like stress in, in general is always going to happen. We can't just switch a button off and go, okay, we're not going to be stressed anymore. We're not going to have stress in our life or something. We're never going to have a bad day. That's not going to be that button we can switch, but we can change how we react to things. So, you know, if our teenager is acting up, we can change how we, we react to that. And that is going to be an example and teaching them or not teaching them, but, you know, encouraging them, so you know, to change the reaction of things that that come up in their life as well so the magical flow on effect um how you start your day as well you know if you you start your day and you look outside and it's raining and you know you're gonna you know you've got that mass test or as a mum you know you've got a really important work at meeting and you've missed your bus and you're going oh it's gonna be such a bad day I'm gonna do so badly at maths or I'm really worried about this public speaking event you're going to have a bad day because you've already told yourself, you affirmed yourself it's going to be a bad day. So as a parent, we, you know, setting up and going, okay, it is raining. I've got all this stuff to do before I even walk out the door. I'm still going to have a good day. And then, you know, encouraging your kids to do the same. Um, I used to have a, I used to have a nine to, I used to have a nine to five job and, you know, those kitchen conversations in the morning and they'd be going, some of them would walk in and go, oh, how are you going today, Sasha? I'm like, having an amazing day today. And they're like, oh, you're a bit chipper. Are you all right? I'm like, yep, the only way is up and I'm going to start on the up. And they're like, okay. Um, and it caught a lot of people off guard for a lot of time. And after a while, it's like, you know, how are you going today? Flipping fantastic. How are you? Same. Absolutely. And I'm like, yep. So it does flow. It does flow yeah. and it does rub off. Um, you can change. If you smile at one person on the way to the bus, they were like, oh, that might have made their day. You don't know what happened, you know, at home before they saw you and they're like, oh, that just really made my day. And then they might smile at somebody and that's made their day and then that flow just keeps rippling on out. So you you don't know, you might not see it in your teenager that you have sent that ripple to them, but by being that positive influence on them first thing in the morning, that hopefully has had that ripple effect, you know, for how they have the rest of the day. So Absolutely. So your book is out and you mentioned, um, and I'll put all the social links in in the podcast, And but you also mentioned earlier that you're converting it or you've got a, a course coming up around that book. Would you like to share a little bit about that? So the book is available as a, as a um, print version or an e-version, um, as an e-book, and it is being converted into an online course. So what I wanted to do is because in the, in the book, you know, we talk about the breathing, we talk about meditations, we talk about using visualizations, talk about your mindset um, and even, you know, some yoga poses as well. But I wanted to incorporate that with, you know, actually doing that as if it's bringing the book to life. So here's a here's a video link on how to do box breathing. Here's a video link on how to do a visualization. Here's a video link on how to write your own affirmations. Um, so it will be a four-week or four-module um, online course and as I said, the, the mind flip, even though the target age is 8 to 16, I want it to be available to everybody. So it's just mm. as important for parents or, you know, grandparents or, you know, younger children to set up these same techniques as well. So I'm really passionate about giving a course that both the parents and the kids and teens can do. 
Okay, so there'll be modules um, for the parents to do. There'll be modules for the kids and teens to do. So the younger kids and the teens will be, you know, separate modules. And then I'll also be doing live um, sessions as well. So the live sessions, we can have a chat, people can ask me questions and yeah, just really, you know, discuss and see what's working for people and see what they, you know, what comes up and what situations they've had and what they could use from the book as well. So I'm hoping it, you know, it not just is something that they can flick through and try themselves, but they'll be able to maximise. That's amazing. Heidi, we are short on time and I'm, I can imagine there's probably a few more podcasts in the pipeline. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Any departing words from you? Oh, I think that's it. Just, um, oh, yes, as I said, if I start talking, I'll <laughs> talking so, so I would just like to say thank you for inviting me it was lovely to meet you and yeah go on go and check out my book and if you also want to join my new community I've got a new Facebook group called Calm Confident Kids so it's a really supportive group for parents to get together support each other and it has a lot of the tips from the book in there as a daily post as well so feel free to check that link out awesome thank you thank you very much (laughs) and just like that it's a wrap I hope you've enjoyed the last 20 or so minutes and have walked away with some golden nuggets of information. If you'd like to join our Raising Resilient Teens Facebook group, the link will be in the comments. And until next time, ciao.